First and foremost, I want to thank everybody for listening to We Need to Talk, not just this season or last season, but all of you that have supported me throughout the journey of doing this show. This is the last episode of this season. I'm going to be doing a couple of bonus episodes um, in the month of July and August, but we will be back end of September with a brand new season and some more incredible, meaningful one-on-one conversations. If you are listening for the first time, please make sure you go back and listen to all of the episodes. Um, I have some personal favorites, but I don't want to be too biased. <laughs> please go back and listen to the episodes. Subscribe, write a review, appreciate it and rate it. And um, I hope that you get something out of these conversations. This has really been a labor of love for me, but something that I truly enjoy. And I'm just very happy and blessed that I get to do this and educate and engage in this way. Now, if you follow me on social media, you know that I'm no stranger to talking about my feelings and how I view certain situations in our country. But I I wrote something that I shared on Facebook and I also shared it on Instagram that I would really love to just share with you all as my listeners. If you are on social media, sometimes I say things that I think are are pretty important and valuable to say. And so I'm going to share this with you. These are my, my thoughts and feelings about current happenings in this country, and I tried to put into words as best I could what I was feeling. So this is the thread. This has been a long week in regards to social justice and honestly humanity as a whole, but I wanted to share some thoughts that have been going through my mind ever since the Supreme Court's ruling on affirmative action and how I feel that this country is fully set up to try and make sure black people don't succeed. Take Black-owned businesses, for example. I always hear how if Black people supported Black businesses, we would thrive. But to be honest, I think Black people do know that Black dollars are powerful. And that if we put those dollars back into our community in order to support Black businesses and Black artists and Black entrepreneurs, and if we had our own internal funds as a community, we would fully succeed. But here's the problem. I think we also know that when we start thriving, it's almost as if alarms go off in this figuratively speaking white supremacy headquarters. And then here comes white supremacy to burn it down or destroy it in some way. And this isn't just speculation. Historically, this has always happened. You can look up the Red Summer as an example. And I'm not even just talking about with actual businesses. It's happened to black people as well. Because they, and by they, I mean those with a white supremacist mindset, they can't handle us succeeding on our own and knowing that they are not needed. They forcefully brought us over here thinking we were dumb, uneducated, and useless. And there's this deep-rooted anger towards us that has been passed down through generations for having the audacity to actually be smart, capable, self-sufficient, and unbreakable. I mean, think about it. What other people have been enslaved, kept from schools due to segregation, banned from water fountains, incarcerated at high rates, victims of police brutality, victims of medical negligence, kept from buying houses and getting jobs, and yet we still rise. 
So because of this strength and resilience, they, and once again, I'm speaking of those with the white supremacist mindset, they gaslight the crap out of us and others into thinking that we, as black people, are the problem. They tell us to get a job. Meanwhile, they won't hire us. They take away affirmative action from schools and tell us to study and work hard. Meanwhile, even with us being qualified, they still will not accept us into those schools. They accuse us of wanting handouts and looking for special treatment while they gladly take part in legacy admissions or benefit from generational wealth that they didn't work for. They get mad at us for having our own things when they're the ones that created the division in the first place. They label us with these stereotypes when in reality, it's projection because it's them. We as a people have proven that we are smart, capable, and we can create a thriving internal economy and system. But it becomes this cycle of support black people, then black people start to thrive, red lights go off, white supremacy tears down the thriving black people. So black people rise like we always do, and we support other black people. Then those black people start to thrive and red lights go off and white supremacy tears it down again. So trying to figure out how to break that cycle is exhausting. But that cycle doesn't start with us. It starts with white supremacy humbling itself and ceasing to be so infatuated with us and everything that we are doing. And honestly, who knows if that will ever happen because that level of humility does not reside within a white supremacist mindset. Because white supremacy exists solely out of fear and jealousy. But until enough people accept and fully understand that our system is rooted in white supremacy, nothing, and I truly mean nothing, will ever change. We will simply continue to see different iterations of this cycle further implanting itself into the fabric of this country. Thank you so much for supporting and listening to We Need to Talk. We'll be back with a couple of bonus episodes this summer, but we'll return with a brand new season in September. Talk to you soon. And remember, everything begins with a conversation. So you got something to say that